Yeah, so just to clarify, it's a wine cellar, but it's got 12-inch walls and a 6-inch door, so I think that also makes it soundproof, and Panic I will room. be recording future pods from there. Does the wine inside impact the soundproof capability? The house didn't come with wine, so... We'll have to, well, are you going to put any wine inside of it, or are you no, just going like, to put some crafts? No, I'm gonna like I'm gonna make it a, a podcast uh, dungeon. Ooh, can I just say that first soundbite? This might be the intro of the pod right here. hundred <laughs> percent is because he's coming in hot. Yeah, it was good. I was going to start with some personal updates, but they're I guess they're unexciting. Like I just ate some truffalo bill beef jerky, which I really enjoyed the play on words and the excellent truffle flavor. I love um, that. I love that for you. Our, my family praying mantis molted now has a beautiful new set of wings. Oh, I've met him. He's cool. That's pretty sick, dude. The uh, my wife acquired a rare oil painting of many ships at sea for the upstairs foyer. Wait, um, wait, is that a painting? Not. I, I assumed it was a print. Just oh no, it's a, it's, a, it's a full painting. We got oils and then the whole nine. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think what else. Oh yeah, I, I did just watch a video of Alex Formosi, uh explaining how he would hack getting 150 grams of protein from McDonald's for six dollars, which is not where Swag. I expected or wanted his content to go. But that's that's where we're at. I've, so, I've watched know. him talk about hacking Chipotle. Was, I've I've seen that and one. Now before. he's hacking McDonald's. So he's he was like that one performed. Let me hack another fast food chain, and that's really the growth that uh, that we're looking for. Just out I of curiosity, like he... was it was it the fish fillets or what? what no, was it was it? it was adding a one dollar chicken breast on, and then removing what he started the add on order from. So we'd be like, hey, can I just add on the one dollar chicken breast? And then he would get six. Oh, nice. I mean, I feel like I my mom. You know, at this point in my life, my mom knows about all the terrible things I did. But when I was like a really fat little kid, I was like a super fat kid, and I would like refuse to go to school. It used to be three 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 seven fast was the McDonald's delivery phone number. I was uh, I was in the Upper Side Manhattan and I would order a supersize, um, uh, big and tasty. That's not on the menu anymore, but it was basically like a dope burger with mayo on it. A supersize, big and tasty, and I would get a side a fish fillet sandwich on the side and like a McFlurry. And I would just like when I would cut school, I would sit at home eating like an aggressive four to six thousand calories by myself. So yeah, so look, new new year, new format. Uh, we're really breaking down mostly fast food and wine selections to start. Um, you know, we have the, we've been building, we've been doing builders build for ten months now, and uh, with the extensive help from our therapist friends at BetterHelp, uh, use code build to work out your podcast related issues with a professional. Uh, we realized that uh, yeah, really we're just trying to pivot to fast food hacks. You know, uh, fat boy stories. You know, what, yeah, what else? What else you want to put as and the uh, in the list? And, and cheap wine, wine. Well, cheap or wine. lack of wine, really. Yeah. Uh, lack of wine, um, but I uh, know. Yeah, but that just, uh, all jokes aside, we are we are guested out. Thanks to all of you for your amazing contributions. We simply cannot discuss micro acquisitions any further stand, with any of you. Stand them any longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I do. I, we we should kick into what uh, the listeners have been asking us for, which is is more mu talk, obviously, um, but also just more building, and in particular, what we're building and details on all these hustles, these businesses, our, our house acquisitions. You know exactly which art pieces we're choosing for the crib. Uh, we're, it's going to get grimy. This is, is is it grime season? Season three is grime season. What's the grime season? That's 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 <laughs> the that's the soundbite. <laughs> that's it. Perfect. Should we just? I feel uh, like mute mute talk is going to be a recurring. They're going to be mentioned a lot. Should we just cover what Mew Talk is? I mean, let's just say, this, this has status in the Mew. Let's not forget that for the, all the listeners, if you if it's actually now a ten ETH paywall because Ethereum is worthless now. The ten if you pay the ten ETH paywall, you get actually access to the lost episode where we explain Mew Talk. By the way, because that was a, that one didn't come out. We explained yeah. Mew Talk last week. Yeah, so let's break it down. Well, yeah, so so Colin has has bought a new villa in um, historic homeless ridden Portland. Uh, you want to break down <laughs> exactly the villa, you know, and what the scenario is there. I mean, the the two things that matter are the the soundproof wine cellar that I already mentioned, 
um, and swag. and the mew. And a mew is like a chicken coop, but for birds of prey. So I was say it's more like an eerie for falcons, but yeah, yeah. So falcons, hawks, owls. I mean, technically, an American eagle is a American bald eagle is, is a bird can, of prey, but I, I don't think that would work. Uh, uh, not with small dogs, and I have a Yorkie, which I found out on this on the Lost Pod that, that Colin has a yeah. has a dog. Yeah, Colin has been hiding of. a dog from James for most of this, which is part of what we worked out with BetterHelp. Uh, again, use code <laughs> Build uh, if you're trying to work out anything between your hosts. They're licensed therapists who can actually I, apply. I had Great been, process. I had been sort of like like in mourning. Colin had an awesome dog that he loved and passed away, and I went and he. I know he loved that dog so much, so much that when that dog passed away, he totally glazed over the fact that he had another dog the entire time so i just, just a small dog. i just assume he, and he's the remaining dog is a small dog and small dogs are like half of a real dog like in no yeah. man's heart yeah yeah sure. he's a he's a very good boy but he is a small dog so he, we're not is exactly like at, at no not at all okay no. but i do think but we you don't know, like uh, back, back to the fetch. oh good good no go you, you guys don't play fetch that's no. that's actually that's oh, well we do sad, inside sad transition point but who we do um, not like at the river with the boy. Never mind. Sorry. All right. So he's not one of the lads, um, but he still has a place <laughs> in your heart. All right. So, so, so moving on, this is a good, this is a good segue though, because what people have been asking is a, they still get all of us confused. So for reference, I'm Oren. I'm the one with the great voice uh, and the attractive one. Uh, you know, the, the other guys are attractive too. We're all, we're all, we're all nines. You know, we're all square nines. I guess I, I'll, I'll give that to the pod. Cause tens um, don't exist. Tens don't exist. It's subjective. It's tens is subjective. Uh, James is the subjective 10. Colin is the owner of the Mew. And so just we want to get that out of the way so we can all kind of achieve that here. But I think one of the common questions that we've been getting is sort of what do all of us do for a living? And uh, what are we building currently? And like, what are we trying to build? And kind of dive into that. And so I think it actually might be a good thing to do. Because if you've been listening to like, if you came in on like episode nine of the Tab Talk season or like midway through Builder's Build, you probably have absolutely no idea what we're talking about and why there's any level of credibility doing that. You're just like, wow, this guy James had an exit in toothbrushes in, uh, you know, like yeah, he cornered the market for Japanese maple, you know, back in, in 07. Yeah. I love that story. It's my favorite version of me. <laughs> yeah, classic Zen maple arbitrage <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so i don't know we, we want to break it down what is uh what what is it you know what, why should people be what, taking any of us seriously why don't i start since i'm the only one with the job please think, yeah. yeah yeah please um my, my wife's laughing at that joke in the background mm. here just for the, the global <laughs> listenership that isn't in my living room uh somebody you laughed. are the only w2 employee on the spot so it is what it yes is. yes yes uh yeah i'm uh i'm, I'm cto at unrivaled brands and uh, which is like the, you know, after I think three rounds of, of M&A is the final form or the current form of a company that I helped start um, in cannabis. And I think most of my activity day to day is, is entrepreneurial activity, even though we are a bigger company and a more complicated company now. So obviously by title, a lot of technology and user experience across dispensaries. Um, but, uh, I just do, I do all the little stuff. I work a lot on product and, uh, everything in between. Great, great. Cool. J- James, what I, I think, I think the people really have the most questions about, about James yeah. camp. And so do Can I. I be honest with you? And so do I. I actually, mentor. I really have in real life, forget people listening to the pod. I, no one has an idea what I do. My best friends cool. in the world. I'm not, we should actually for fun one time, get like three of my fucking best friends ever. Like from back in the day, be like, what does James do for a living? And let them give you an explanation. Well, this is good because I, I keep coming up with this because I keep wanting you to like change your Bumble and Hinge bios and things like that by saying that you're an M&A advisor to the stars. To the stars. Because you've done celebrity-based M&A. 
you continue only to do, do celebrity based MA. Basically, yeah. only do celebrity based MA. And often for those with Muse. Um, no. Um, so, what do I do? I mean, the bucket that I throw it all into to make it easy is like consulting. But, you know, run a, real, run a really popular dog frisbee website. It's pretty hot. Um, no, I've, I in, in the past two years, I basically have bought a couple online businesses, sold one. And now I'm trying to teach people to do the same um, through an online cohort-based course. And more importantly, the the crux of it is like running this newsletter, which I've just started to hit this sort of profitability point in. Um, and it'll be like the second largest newsletter I've had. We just hit like, it's not that big, but like I think 12,500 subs. Um, and the question is, is do I go whole hog, so to speak, on that business? Or do I... You know, do I sort of partner with like a venture studio to build a SaaS or partner with these guys and try and build an SEO agency, buy into an SEO agency? Um, or in the ethos of this podcast, do you do all of that shit? I do do all that shit. You know, I, I, correct, do, correct I do do all that shit. I do so much stuff. And, and candidly, like what's really funny about that concept is that and I will never, I'm not rich. I would never say I'm rich. But when you reach like um, like the smallest level of success, people cease to give a shit about what you do, really, essentially. And when you're like broke as a joke and you're like, oh, I'm doing all these things. They're like, oh, this dude's like just some hustler trying to make it happen. And now that like I have done decently, no one get all, they're like, oh, he's an entrepreneur, you know? And so like, it's just funny how that works, right? Like people, they hate on you until you're sort of at a place where everyone can respect it and... And uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I love building stuff. Uh, I'm a marketer with a knack for M&A. That's sort of the best way to describe well, it. I, I do think the context is important too because, uh, you know, when you kind of get to the, oh, I'm a consultant. Oh, I run this kind of popular thing. I have that, I have this. But then like the context of what got there, like what got there was, you know, in, including one like, hey, let's, we're building content sites from scratch and like exiting it into a public vehicle. Like all these sure. kind of acquisitions that led to that, I think are, are important background. For people. I mean, I'll tell you real quick. I can't wait. And, and you got the two of you know, and I won't get too deep into it now, but like I sold a portfolio of content sites and, and, um, and some equity in different companies to a public company in 2020. And like, I'm finally about to be in the situation where I can sort of talk about that and sell my equity and do all this stuff. And so like that, I can't wait for that to happen because for the past like two years, it's been, this just like, I've been in this like weird middle ground where like, I don't talk. I mean, anyone who like really did enough Googling could like, could find all the details because they're telling all SEC filings and stuff. But like, I just don't talk about it because there's like, it's so complex and nuanced and weird. And I'm careful about what I know. I try not to know details about the public company because I might want to sell a piece of it. Like all this stuff. I don't want to be an affiliate and insider, be dealing with lawyers for two weeks about like how to like take restrictions off of shares so I can sell them. So anyway, more of the James Camp story will come to light in the next few months. For sure. For sure. Let's go. I love it. We should do a full origin pod like at, at that time. Just be like born at sea. You know, James <laughs> Camp. Like, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. And Oren, tell us, tell us what you do, uh, Ernest Oren. Um, you know, really, I just uh, <laughs> no, no. All right, I'll, I'll give a, I'll give, I'll give a serious answer. Uh, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a, a full maniac entrepreneur. I guess is the only right way to put it. Um, sure. I was one of the initial partners and like continue to be like a silent partner in this aerospace and engineering focused agency in Austin called Gwyn Partners. Uh, that that's still running. I was the president of Arrival, where we're calling it is when we did that roll up and took it public until this spring. And then now, um, 
now I do like high level product brand and e-com for a bunch of interesting brands like, uh, like lift foils, the, the electric hydrofoil company, like, uh, the, the shoe surgeon, uh, a cannabis out of uh, cannabis MSO out of AZ that will remain unnamed. Uh, for now I'm a partner in a women's clothing company called understated leather. Um, I'm actively investing in a bunch of tech companies. So James and I share some, some investments there. Uh, and I'm just going hundred miles an hour, building things with Colin James, uh, something new with, with Alex Friedman who came on the pod, just a bunch, a bunch of people. But, um, it's hard, hard to talk about what, what I do because it's really like, it's not just me. It's, it's myself. It's my awesome VAs. It's like the, just two, the two designers that work for me, my developer, my wife actually, who does like hella copy and brand stuff for me now. And so it's sort of like, I'm living that 2022 entrepreneur life, like hundred percent. I'm embodying that, uh, the stuff we, we, we talk about on Twitter and it, uh, it, it feels awesome, but that's the kind of thing, like it doesn't come across in a bio. You know what I mean? And so when people ask, you're like, well, like a hundred things, but I take all them very seriously. I think one thing that none of us said which is really interesting. Podcasters? Podcasters. We're all podcasters. 100%. <laughs> we are all... <laughs> we're all top-tier podcasters. You know what I mean? Like, and The pod is a vessel. Too. You know? It's a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready. I, you know what's funny is like, I know that some things, if we can find the right format. So for everybody listening, we start out Tab Talk. It's, it's going to be Builders Build from here on out. But sort of the format in which we sort of do this, it's, um, it's A-B testing, if you will. A-B-C testing, if you will. I know that when we hit the right thing, it will hockey stick. We will go on the upward part of the J curve. I'm actually really confident in that. And then when we do that, this ceases to be this thing that's just for fun for us and a couple thousand people listen to it and stuff and just becomes all of a sudden like, like, you know, we're, I don't want to do it now, but we could, we could be on, we're coming from my first million, right? Like that's the plan, right? And all in pod, yeah. we're like coming, like, like shots yeah, fired. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's without yeah, being yeah. squares, <laughs> without, without, yeah. without being squares. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just want to say, you know, we're obviously still waiting for said said hockey stick, um, but <laughs> I, I want to remind all of us, really. So for, for everybody listening, I think we're done doing guests for the time being because what we're doing right here, I think, is is a uh, a highlight of the week and is, is a lot of fun. Sure. And I think it kind of just became a slog with guests because it wasn't us bullshitting. And uh, what we do here is not all that different from what we might do not recording it. And... Uh, I think it's a blast. Yeah. And if somebody else well, likes to listen I'm, to I'm it, I'm interested in catching up on, on what y'all worked on each week and like what goes on. Cause I think it, there is so much happening and going by by the minute that like getting those yeah. updates live and kind of sharing that building is, is great. I'm actually yeah. having so as much if, fucking as fun. If we weren't, <laughs> as if we weren't constantly texting each other all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I for yeah, sure. But we really, I haven't I talked really, to you in this. Our most recent text is a link to conquistadors.com for $11,495. Oh, literally, you're going to have to blur that out because I'm I'm three tequilas in. I'm about to cop. Conquistadors.com. Actually, if our listenership is dropping 12K for fun on domains, kudos to them. But I kind of want to cop. Yeah, and also, like, I feel like now that I've, now that conquistadors.com, and for reference, this is, you know, Hermosi's always wearing the acquisitions.com hat and the content. And I feel like we really need that sort of marquee domain. Sam Ovens has consulting.com. Yeah, exactly. And so we need conquistadors.com. But now I'm beginning to second guess, like, is it woke? Are we going to get canceled for conquistadors.com? I would yeah, like to point out can you guys that, that we down? can do we can do the conquistador.com hat without actually owning conquistador.com. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but then there's then there's arbitrage there for one of these young savages listening yeah. to go uh, you know, to go yeah. sell like branded James Camp pins. Oh, yeah. you know, I don't even want to bring it up, you know what? Because you know, I'm going to say it right now if if they if they're listening Kyle's doing it. Kyle's doing the arbitrage. He's, is, he's getting the money together. No, no, there it, there's there's some people that own a domain name related to me, related to Sean Purry, related to a bunch of people with a big audience. 
and they every day tweet out that they own it. Me, JK, Sean Puri, uh, Andrew Wilkinson, like all these big audience people that we don't, and we don't own those domains. And they are just squatting on them and they DM me every all day, the time. I they, never respond they to up. them. They, yeah, they, they, were, they were doing the, the cold day. email wizard one too. They got like, they had like 14 of his domains were like getting yeah. for ETH. And he was like, cool. Can you guys like, why don't you put that same energy into achieving something? I mean, yeah. I just haven't <laughs> responded. You know, I'm just like, no, nah, I don't, we don't like America. I don't negotiate with terrorists unless you, unless, unless you've captured a, a female, a WNBA player, and then I'll negotiate with you all you want. You know what I mean? Maybe. Nice. Right, well, we haven't declared Russia a state-sponsored terrorism yet. I think that's True. probably a bridge too far for the current so, diplomatic sorry, situation. Sorry. You guys want to read up more on that? I don't know if you guys are getting the, uh, you know, the, the, the briefings. You know, that they come in from Threat Lens uh, daily. But if you know, you can, you can sign up for Threat Lens. All I want to say is do- this: What's happening is horrific. But expect, and I know that Colin is someone who's like out there and always like sort of advocating for like you know, for reform uh, with legislation. Colin's been spending but a lot like, of time in, at prisons. <laughs> yeah, really, no, uh, but what I'm advocate. saying is the idea, I'm just saying like, and what's happening in, to her is horrific. And I think it's sad and it's crappy and it's unfair, right? With that said, conceptually, the idea that we're out here being like, oh, y'all want some arms dealers in exchange for her? Well, we're just having everyone in the US in jail for cannabis is yeah, like- no, that, That's completely ridiculous. And that is still is like a- a definite breaking of like the law of another country and like it's a yeah it's a that, that's a hard one to uh, wrap your head around fully i do wish for all americans to get their ways home but this is this is rough yeah so i won't go too deep into it We're, we don't take a political stance <laughs> here uh, on this pod um but yeah along that uh, we're, I think yeah. we're 20 minutes in i'm having fun I don't want to have too much fun because what, we can just yeah, chat like this. Let, let's keep let, it moving. Let's what, what's the, the bullet yeah, list? So there, yeah, so I think we were after we talked what we were going to do, we were talking about like, what are the actual goals for the rest of the year? I know none of us mentioned that we're podcasters, but just in general, I know we're all trying to achieve things and do different things and, and build things. What exactly uh, in these next couple months are, are are we all trying to get across the finish line? Yeah. I mean, I can I can start it out. It's just top of my head. Yeah, yours am, is fascinating. I'd love to hear. Yeah. So I am, I'm hopefully in the next month finishing up this newsletter course. So I built a couple of big newsletters and I think it's a really entry way for people to get into sort of building an online business that is like not insanely time. I mean, it takes a long time to build it, but the amount of effort that you put in each week does not need to be obscene. And I think that's really important for some people. So hopefully I'll finish that up soon. We're going to do one more nano flips cohort on buying and flipping content sites. And then we're probably going to really change that business um, into really just buying online business. I think there's a, a pretty big opportunity there. And then the last thing is to make the decision on whether I really partner in and, and, and when I say partner, I don't just mean with time, but I mean capital, like putting a lot of money into building a software company um, with this venture studio or really toying with the idea of, of seeing if an SEO agency is, is the route. Um, but those, so those are my sort of high level goals. I, mean, I have a website I'm about to sell. I have two websites I'm about to broker. I'd like to buy another content site. Um, but God, it sounds like so much when, when, yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is that. a day in the life of James camp. This is all just this weekend Chaos. and he had three tequilas <laughs> today. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, a fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. if anyone makes it over to our bar, you know what I mean? No, I know was last night, I guess the last 24 hours, but, um, I had, I, I consumed a little bit of, a little bit of fantastic Corova cannabis. Yes. Last evening, yesterday evening had some non garlic, non chicken, tikka masala, rice, um, vegetable, samosas, samosa. Oh, let's go. Man, after two of them, two of them. I also then had an entire pint. One thing that um, Krova is great at is giving you the munchies. I had an entire pint of McConnell's ice cream and a slice of pecan pie. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, my, my man out here bulking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
We should measure that bicep, brother, because that's, that's the arm, right? That's the arm, right? Anyway, anyway, <laughs> what what do you what do you, what are your guys' goals for the end of the year? What you guys what are you guys working on? I can never Colin just raised my eyebrows, so that's uh, uh that's fine. That's fine. Happiness, hap- all right. happiness, brother. Happiness. I love that. Colin's to achieve inner peace, which is fine. Not all of us can be achieving business peace. So you know, you have to. I like to tell all the people in my DMs, you have to find yourself before you can find your calling. You know what I mean? And so, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I'm trying, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to get this community live. I'm working on like a, a, a community portion of this for people that want to build products. Um, I want to get my product people list to 10 K I'm at like 3,600 right now. And so trying to get that to, to the end. Um, I, I'm working on like a, a product capsule with, with Colin and uh, our, our friend Chad um, to, and uh, want to see what we can do with our micro audiences in e-com. Like, can we actually sell some stuff that is interesting to people based off what we do on our personalities and kind of nothing else? Um, I have a big TikTok brand play I'd love to have live for the holidays, but I really don't want to force it. So um, yeah, and then most importantly, I think I have a bunch of launches with my big projects. I want to keep having them growing in the face of whatever adversity the economy or you know whatever happens in the world throws at us. Uh, yeah, and that's that, that's the rest of this year. I Murda? think uh, the the big one. By the way, I really appreciate that that you call me Murda because sometime sometime around, I think I've mentioned this before, but sometime around seventh grade, uh, my friends had a similar nickname for me. I don't know how how you came upon it, but I love it. I think C Murda is in jail still or dead or alive. Yeah, yeah, for for Murda. No, oh. yeah, but, um, <laughs> go figure. But, um, <laughs> Fair enough. Weird. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, my, uh, inner peace, inner peace, inner peace, um, inner peace, raise a couple Falcons. No, uh, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm getting back on the, the content train between, uh, buying a house, selling a house, moving and, uh, and then like having my mortgage lenders tell me to shut up on the internet for a while. I'm like fully, I've fully fallen off the horse and, uh, broke the seal today, uh, without, yeah, without I was gonna say, do, do we floor check? Collins NFT thread or does that no, not is that yeah, yeah. but, but actually, yes. I think it'd be much better and much more interesting for you to actually talk about it on the pod because it's way yeah. more interesting than the thread gave it credit for let's do that I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going down this path here so I'm, I'm getting back in the content game um and then uh getting I have a bunch of things started I think about a year and a half ago I kind of said great I've, I've focused entirely on this one thing for about four or five years it's not in my nature I'm gonna do more things started doing more things. Uh, I've, I've, I've been doing some, I've got a lot started. And uh, I, I think I've acknowledged that starting is a strong point, finishing is not. And so I'm finishing a, a ton of stuff over the next like three or four weeks to uh, get get some revenue generating on those various projects. And, uh, and then attacking more and, and just getting, I think for me, it's really like really getting to the six or seven income stream type place uh, very, very quickly. Um, and I have all of the pieces sitting, sitting there and like ready to push across the finish line. So, um, I'm sure the group chat will be buzzing over coming weeks with, with like little random things. Um, yeah, that and happiness and Falcons. Maybe. I actually think what's really interesting is I kid you not, as we all, as we all get older and Oren said to me today that, you know, if I feel old, Oren feels old because Oren. I even said to him, I was like, "Bro, you're fucking two years older than me." He was like, "Oh man, now I'm older than you." you know what I mean, I was like, bro, "Bro, you're two years older than me." But I do think that as we all get older, Colin just said something that I know it sounds really cheesy for me to bring up, but I think is actually really important. We keep joking around about happiness being the goal, but like, 
that has literally had not even been on my bingo card at all. I'm, I'm never, you know, so it's important, I think, to actually be like, well, what do you want? I don't know, but I want to be happy, right? I'm just like, man, I just want to like launch this and do that. And, it, and who cares if I'm happy? And like, what a horrific way. And as I get older in my mid thirties now, or early thirties, 34, early thirties, you guys are late, you know, mid and late thirties. Um, you know, I, I actually like, like getting old for the record. Really? Yeah. But you got a family it. and stuff, man. You got a, like, yeah, a daughter was, and a wife. Good. And a dog that apparently, apparently a dog or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a mew. You're like living. You're living a different life. Like you're living the old man life. That I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Just not there yet. Um, but I respect the happiness thing. All jokes aside, I think it's important for us all to sort of think about, I, like goals for me also outside work. Like I want to take golf lessons and tennis lessons. You know, like I want to sort of like figure out an activity. Like I'm for real. I've sat down. I was just at Honor Bar for dinner and like had this whole list of like, eighty different things that activities I want to do. You know, it's like, what am I, you know, like why I feel unfulfilled in so many ways. And it's like, I've had success in some ways, but like, maybe I should start trying to do activities that like feed my soul. You know what I mean? Like there you do go. Things, other things that make me happy. So that anyway, n- another goal that for is me interesting. is getting a PS5 and playing Call oh. of Duty. Oh, oh just by the doing way, it. just doing it. I, I just will, gotta do I it. will say I'm still whack. I just, so for, for the, for oh. the listeners, I, I played Call of Duty over COVID and I hadn't played in like 10 years. And I just like last week ordered like the whole headset, that whole jump off. And I hopped on and oh my God, am I bad? These kids are so good. I will say though, with like two hours in the past week and a half of like 10 minutes here and there, I'm finally at a point again where I actually can play a game and it's entertaining. So you let me know when, Murda. We, um, we tap um, in. Um, that I mean? that, that must in. be nice because, you know, having kids and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh yeah, that. Listen, the grass always yeah. greener, dog. I, you know, I, I, I tell you guys every day. Oh, I, I, I am I, perfectly I, content I, with my a child uh, and stuff. You know, <laughs> my current setup. Yeah. You know. Um. Um, but, anyway, but that t- I did want to uh, I don't want to skip over the the NFT thread because again I think I don't think oh, it yeah, was sorry, the right sorry. format for for thread form, but I do think that uh, it was ideal for for breakdown the pod. So, Colin, what exactly happened with the um, you know the the, the cursed board ape? <laughs> yeah. So a while ago, probably a year ago, Jack Butcher. Who uh, is is big in Twitter land and in the NFT world, or what used to uh, what it used to be? Hit me up, and he basically was like, "Hey, I've got these apes, and I want to gig one of them. I want to do a gig with a cannabis brand, right? Which is, I think, is really t- doing using the board ape IP, as as many talked about. Since when you own an ape, you own the IP um, to do to do some sort of project. So." Again, that was a year ago, and we went down this path, um, not super far, but basically um, we put together this project. It was going to be, we're going to drop packs of 420, 420 packs, each pack being an eighth, an infused pre-roll, a piece of physical merch, and then some sort of proof of purchase token, NFT, as well. We're going to sell the packs at our stores, yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, and this was, of course, you know, before everyone hated nfts um they, they were uh, to be fair very hated then too but more hated yeah now. well yes for sure um so we, we went down this path uh we built it all out that's that's kind of what the thread details but i think the the uh the most fun part of it to me was like i said we wanted to have a piece of physical merch in this pack and there's there's been so much lame nft and especially board ape merch you've got steve aoki's and his awful custom air forces or whatever he did um there's a you know a couple of beers there's a bunch of really lame execution around board ape merch yeah and Happy i'm guy. obsessed you're talking about yeah uh i don't know i think there's probably a few 
But uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've always been like super fascinated by like the the intersection of of digital and physical, which is why I think NFTs are are interesting. So anyway, we're like, let's turn this ape into a stuffed animal, like a little like a, a plush toy that a kid has, and um, that's what we did. The thread broke that down, and it was a blast. It was it was really cool seeing this uh, you know iconic NFT uh, as this little this little toy. And we, we did the whole process of, you know, we took, we converted the NFT into like kind of a cartoonized character that could be turned into a full body plush. And then we got, we found the factory. Um, we went through their color swatches for all their different plush, uh, fabrics. I'm not sure if they're called fabrics on something like that, but you get the idea. We chose the colors, the, uh, this one in particular was the big grin. So the, the entire grill uh was was this big embroidered piece um it is worth checking out it was a really fun project and then of course um it never actually happened so i think a, a ways into it the our excitement had kind of cooled off i think for everybody and uh jack shot me a dm and he was like hey dude uh uh sorry to tell you this but i just sold the ape uh and bought a house and uh you can't hate on that it was, it was incredible yeah it was, it was incredible so like I said, I think the project the project had kind of cooled off anyway. That was kind of the nail in the coffin. Uh, it as it turns out, I was just texting with Jack earlier. Uh, sold the ape at, at the perfect time, really. Uh, I don't remember exactly <laughs> what the, like when it, that was. For it was sure. it was it was good timing, and uh, yeah, ha- happy ending to a to a story. Well, it, not to delusion to NFT talk, but I do think this this is definitely the most interesting time. I think to actually spend time looking at crypto and NFTs because you get to see what projects actually resonate. I was laughing because today I actually. Uh, I actually bought a crypto packaged goods NFT because I was like, oh, this is oh, close to the bottom. You know, yeah, really? I did. And, uh, oh, wow. And I, well, I didn't get like That's one of the Genesis ones. No, I didn't get one of the, no, there, there's, there's one set of 300 and there's one set of 2700 or whatever. And like the 300 are like, yeah, the, the floor on that's still too high. But the other ones, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I scooch one up of those, release her in the chats, or whatever. It's an interesting project I'm following. But that and one of the other NFTs I had, which is the, uh, the crypto jeweler, which is another intersection with the, the, the physical because you can buy a physical copy of any of the nfts and everyone you get comes with like a physical plan to actually make the jewelry like that that's still interesting i think this is a really good time to like if you are uh interested in that and then like weren't into like the hype cycles you can actually go out now go see whose community is actually active what stuff is actually interesting tons of stuff especially on like tezos are super affordable and if you do want to learn in the space like doing it in the downtime is so much better than doing it in the hype cycle because you're not lost in like shill city right uh and so yeah. I, don't know, I, w- I would just encourage we haven't talked about nfts for a long time but like yeah. if you are exploring web3 like this would be the time to do it i, I love it i, I, I actually no sorry go for it colin no i was, saying, I, 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 I was... <laughs> you guys are doing great i love you great we're doing great you guys um colin's colin went out of, out of so i'm gonna go i did a quick look up i just want to I'm, I'm gonna put myself on blast here now a v lookup all my no all my homies yeah, right. so ever like a, a, along the same lines of like when you start doing okay people start respecting you saying you're an entrepreneur right like ever since i started doing okay people always ask me for investing advice and what i tell them is like i'm really good at making money Right, but I'm not. I'm not like the best, like especially in in um, Web three. Not we the best cap- chat. No, <laughs> yeah, capital allocator. Well, I'm just gonna call myself out right now, just for the global listenership. I spent eleven thousand dollars on something called a stemes. This was a gen- gener- <laughs> generative. Yeah, if you're an OG pod listener, then you definitely remember. Uh, James was hyped. He was hyped, and look, we were hyped with him. And I'm gonna tell you that the that the most recent sale. Was for nineteen dollars and seventy four cents. So if, no. if anyone's feeling, oh, no. shit. 
Really? It was yesterday. Yeah, so if, yeah, anyone's this, feeling this, down, this if anyone's good. feeling down bad, you know what I mean? Like just, just what's the, what's the percentage on that? I'm down like a strong 99%, or <laughs> 99 point. Yeah. Can I just say, thank God I don't have a wife because if I did have a wife and I, and I was like, I'm just down like a good 99 point. Nine percent on eleven thousand dollars to me. Well, this is so. well, this is funny because it, it brings up that point where it's like when everyone's killing it, people are like, "Well, I listen to these guys because they they've done blah 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 blah, and they've you know eighteen x their their investment or whatever." And I'm like, "All right, well, cool, but when did they exit?" Because that's always my. It was in the first crypto bull run. This is my problem, and the second one is the problem. Is I've always been these guys know it from the group chat. I'll get in, I'll set a price target, and I'll get out. I treat it like like a standard trading, and so I don't ever make mega money, but like make decent amount. But then like all these people are like, "Well, I listen to this guy because they they made eighteen thousand percent," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, let's let's look at the." Let's look at the blockchain and determine when they sold because I guarantee you 95% of those people like didn't do what Jack luckily did and like get out at the right time. They like took those L's. And I think that's interesting too, as you go through these cycles, you got to remember that like everyone is losing, you know, like don't ever get that FOMO that you feel like everyone is winning because even if they were winning for a while, like most people didn't get out of this stuff in time. Well, I think it's important to also recognize, I'm not kidding, right? So luckily I learned, this is a good lesson for me to learn at a good time in my life, right? Where... Like I could take an 11 KL I mean, for real, for real. Right. Like where I'm just like, flex. cause there's so no, not even trying to flex, but there are so, there are so <laughs> many, so many times in my life where if I lost $11,000, I would have been like, <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? Just like swallow. I, I do love that you're like, I could take an 11 KL, but I'm like, bro, you need to put art on your walls. And you're just like, <laughs> I'm just like absolutely not. You know, like I can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Well, the whole I thought this could be art I on cannot my walls. Get my my digital walls. I I, yeah. I was ready to print, I was ready to blow this motherfucker up. <laughs> yeah, you like, should, bro. That's what the value three, is still to you. Blow the shit up on the wall, bro. Go in another. Yeah. And, yeah. Next yeah. to the Rothko, to, I'm gonna get artifactuprising.com. Sponsor the pod. Use code build to get percentage <laughs> off your beautiful framed print. <laughs> no, but I have, I mean, I have a bunch of ETH and a bunch of and, and BTC still. And like that, I'm just going to ride out, right? Like I'm very confident that there'll be another, and if not, I'm fucking wrong. But even then it's like, whatever, it's not the end of the world to me. I'll be upset. But like that, that, that NFT and, but I actually made money on my mummy, but that, that, that's to maze <laughs> <laughs> specifically that's to maze. It's like, that was a really good reminder. Um, you ever heard people like they never should have gave you money. Like that joke, that old joke, right? Like, and like the idea that like, you you things come to you when you're ready for them right like i think really candidly like it, in the past couple of years my life has changed financially in a really massive way in the past two years of my life and so i think it's probably important for me to like have something slap me across the face and be like it's not all easy peasy lemon squeezy cakewalks right like this is not just anything you throw money into becomes worth more and that's obviously I'm not that dumb, but it's important to recognize like we all can get sucked up into the hype. Like I like to think of myself as like a pretty smart person. I like to sort of play outside the bounds of like what I think the norm is. And I still just we fully think you're got smart sucked too, bro. in. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. My mom well, tells actually, me that the, too. Well, this, this is interesting. This is another conversation we had in the group chat, but it goes down to like what you spend your money on. Is it resellable? So I was debating making a swap between being a, uh, a, a not a watch guy, like the only watch I currently think is classy as Cartier into becoming a watch guy purely because someone offered me like a Rolex as an exchange of services. And I was like, I could be a watch guy. Like, like, fuck it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. then it's like, but James is bringing up the point where he's like, well, like that's one of the only, you know, it's like a resellable asset where, you know, in a way that like many other things aren't. Cause I've always been like a collector of dude things. Like I own a, a disgusting array of guns. I own every camera, you know, system like, like known to man, <laughs> like all these just like thing after thing, I kind of just dive in until it's done. And I was like, all right, cool. Like watches, it's inevitable. Just go in. But it is the point where like, while I do feel arms are an asset class, they, they tend to re retain value pretty well. <laughs> uh, like watches might, might be in the, in the same way. And, uh, and that was probably, probably be a better investment than, you know, more NFTs. 
hundred percent. I mean, you watch people with sneakers. I used to be a sneakerhead when I was a teenager, right? And it was like, I was checking your dunks to see if you had stars on your soul still, right? If you didn't, like you wore them too much. And like, the reality is it's like that. I mean, the, the idea that people have multi hundred thousand dollar sneaker collections. I mean, I actually just watched a video at someone at Urban Necessities cop a pair, $40,000 pair of on TikTok. I actually <laughs> yeah. almost texted you about yeah. it, but, um, of the, no, uh, the, the, the LVs are going, bro. I just, it's just like, the, the, honestly, like once you wear a pair of sneakers, it cha- changes yeah, completely. It goes away. Completely. Well, and that's actually an interesting. Now that I'm deeper in the, in that world, like working with a bunch, a bunch of those companies and that, that's that's kind of very fascinating because like the replicas are extremely hard to catch. They're super super good. Like they have to be being done in the same factories, and so people like StockX and stuff just can't catch the replicas. And then also now there's all these shoes with all this massive value that no one's ever wearing, and so you get like cool, you have a twenty seven hundred dollars shoe, like you're not wearing it. And so it just yeah. kind of goes back and forth between collectors and value, but like the demand is softening. And so sure. it's just kind of this very interesting, uh, I think that that's going to have kind of a reckoning because if you can't tell a rep from an original and then the resale value is kind of intangible and the consumer doesn't really know much at all about, okay, well, why would I buy this $14,000 thing? Like I just want this Travis Scott, like why can't I buy it? I, I think there's an interesting reckoning coming in, in that world. But uh, I also think that there's a huge opportunity just because like anything, it'll be cyclical in a different way and open up new opportunities for how people consume fashion. But yeah, it's a pretty fascinating. But actually I'll segue that into, we did get samples of the Builders Build wallet you know, potentially uh, coming soon. You know what I'm saying? We may maybe doing a product for the for the people. You know, a little swag. bit of a little bit of leather, a little bit of swag. Because we uh, carry if you're, you know, cash. Well, most of the wallets want a lot of cash. It's more like a, euros. A, a bill. You know what I'm saying? Ruples. Yeah. Uh, kroner. You know what I mean? Kroner. Like, uh, pace, you know, get get those fucking Canadian uh, dollars out of here. We need to know that. Yeah, hundred hundred p. Hundred p. Yo, yo, real quick. Always, always. Second home is is in Baja. So I just found, because you guys sent me back to OpenSea for the first time in quite a while, just on this NFT combo. Me too. It was not I a just fun found, journey. Yeah, right. First <laughs> of all, just an absolute dumpster fire of Bored Ape derivative projects. But uh, <laughs> I just found a project called Land Force Prime that is like a generative Air Force One NFT project. So, Did you make it? it? Um, yeah, I was say <laughs> no, I did not. You have the trademark for Land Force, right? Uh, no, I do not. If you There's if you tra- don't, brother, I'm sorry, but I am copping that shit. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you, co- you think, can cop it back at some point in the far future, but I, I think uh, I think I've got usage uh, long before, long before any. Well, uh, we will see you in court, brother. Uh, I'm just joking. I'm copying <laughs> it to hold for you for for the future as as a uh, brother to brother. You know. Well, right, well I want to uh, uh, real quick. I'm on on this watch thing. I I. I find it interesting that I think machines are very cool. I think uh, devices are very cool. I think watches are objectively, especially good ones, very, very cool. I think that the, I've always been disinterested because of like the, uh, the status around watches. And as they like a 35 year old now, like I just have never wanted a nice watch. It's like, it's never even crossed my mind. Um, and I think it usually comes with a little bit of an eye roll. Um, and, and as I'm thinking through that, it's like, but like watches are sick. Like they're really impressive little machines. If you like machines and shit. Yeah. Like horology is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I also am like a big fan of gold. Like I'm wearing three pieces of gold jewelry right now. Um, 10 carat, 18 carat. You know, we're looking on the, we we, we played to be all the way. I mean, I I, 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 I
You know, I got the stack. James is like a 28 and a half inch. I realize this is no, too no. long. I got to short. I got to shorten this bad boy <laughs> up a little bit. Is or that a last gold? Down to the, down to the uh, belly is button. It, is it Patagonian gold? African <laughs> gold? <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah. that that being said, I was looking at like a, getting a a vintage Omega Seamaster. Like Sick. This. It's like you know, I seven, just, uh, probably a $1,000 watch on a leather band. Like n- I, I nothing to flex. For um, for Timex, it was up in the Bay. It was a billboard and said, check the time without seeing your 2,700 unread emails. And it was a billboard. And it was a picture of a Timex. And I was like, that's, that's a, great a fire print ad. And also great yeah. to be in print. Um, and also like, made me think of Timex for the first time kind of ever, which reminds me kind of like the Omega. Like there's lots of like price point you know you can get into that's not like ten thousand dollars you have to contact someone really deep but i do think i will give this word of advice to all men out there that there is one classy watch that you should have for weddings and special occasions in your life which is the cartier tank tank. yeah Yeah. uh and and that no matter how you feel about it like i've never been a watch person never esteemed any of it kind of been a hater for a lot of it but the cartier still is just 10 out of 10 it's dope you know the the last time i had a watch i cared about it was a calculator watch in fifth grade i remember it vividly swag bro yep (laughs) I was, I, was TI-80, I was more of a TI-83 kind of guy, you know what I mean? But yeah. Still, still I mean? got one on the desk, brother. Te- Y'all want to do standard deviation? You got, you got Texas yeah. Instruments out there, dog? Uh, now, the I got like a bootleg from Amazon. Yeah, but yeah, Texas Instruments sponsored the pod. They were down the street from us in Austin. <laughs> yeah, shout out the guy. Yo, big campus, I'm just saying. Those guys are moving some calculators. Um, yeah. 100%. <laughs> well, right. you know what's crazy about Texas Instruments is they, they, they back in the 80s, they were going cracking mode. But let's take a second to talk about cracking mode and the opportunity. Yeah, I was going to yeah. It's, it's a cracking mode, brother. <laughs> you yeah. know, I think there's an opportunity. Orrin and I have had, and, and you know, Colin as still a gainfully employed individual, it becomes a little more complex. But Orrin and I, as, as two cowboys in Southern California, you know, just what I mean, just just building. Um, w- you know, without any, with any, the only other shareholder of Orin Co is in the other in, in his home. The only other shareholder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out my wife. We are a 50-50 split on multiple LLCs. You know, I mean, because that's that's how I, that's how I get that. It's loyalty out here. You know, what I'm saying it doesn't even matter month. anyway because in Cali it's a 50-50 state whether yeah. you did it or not, right? Yeah, you, that's you, how it works. <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm trying really. to make her feel good about this, brother. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, is so you know, Orin and I have decided. And apropos, I won't go into the exact details, but like I've sort of thought there's there's some stuff I'm doing these days I don't love. And I sort of thought like I'm already doing it and it's going so well. Why not go really hard on this in the next two years? And so I think what happens is that we are happen to be in a in a several year block of time, an epoch, if you will, that um <laughs> that that sort of will come again, right? But it only happens a couple times a generation. And it's only really started to really happen, I think, more often ever since the advent of the internet. And we saw it initially with Facebook, right? Um, and we saw it with Twitter, like the first uh, version of social networks. But it seems to be there's another revolution, so to speak, of media online. And if you understand how to attack it, there's what seems to be an obscene opportunity for everyone, right, to at least build some sort of audience. And whether you end up selling an info product or you have an agency or you use it just for networking or it just becomes this like, uh quantitative and qualitative feather in your cap for your career that i genuinely believe that this is an opportunity that's going to exist for the next 24 36 months where people go really 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 hard they can set themselves up in a really really crazy way and so that's one thing owner and i are doing yeah i want to agree and push back on that like there's never going to be a point where it is you know air quote too late to do something like that Right, like yeah, for sure. Like, but I do think to be tactical, this next eighteen months, specifically for video on TikTok, Instagram Reels, and YouTube Shorts, is like unlike any other time 
you yeah. know, in that particular sure. yes. there will always be something, sure. whatever comes next in just a way. But we haven't had that period for a couple of years since that kind of really for more than a couple of years since that first like Facebook ads bubble. Let's say that was like, God, like seven years ago now, you know, where you were really like, oh, we can make a lot of money by spending a little money. Uh, right. This is this is a kind of a different one, but it requires you to make a lot of content. And I think James and I, where we were all sharing in, in the group chat, we're sharing Hermosi videos. So Alex Hermosi, if you if you don't know him, uh, and and I had been going deep down the rabbit holes. You mostly share five hundred and seventy videos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. Have <laughs> I ever sent Andrew Tate video <laughs> in the group chat? Orin Absolutely mostly not. shares yeah, yeah. Andrew Tate videos. You know what I mean? Colin and I are more Hermosi guys. Orin's is Andrew. Yeah, so are, are you going as, as Tate or Hermosi for Halloween? So just, I would uh, do Hermosi for Halloween if people recognize it. I feel like Tate's, that's just a bald cap, think, a big cigar, and some sunglasses. But Hermosi, you jacket, can back you know? up as a caveman. If a girl's like, who are you? And you're like, Andrew, Alex Hermosi. Oh, I mean, uh, you know, Andrew yeah. Hermosi would also be hot. You could just be like a 50-50. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Only money Twitter would understand Andrew Hermosi, but it'd be a great money Twitter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, I but think I was to, looking to, at to that, your point, yeah. No, as I said, this is we even Twitter, right? I shared with you guys because Twitter rolls out updates sporadically to test it, right? So my explore on Twitter is a TikTok style or real style feed, right? I have videos to scroll through. That's crazy. Like it's just crazy. I don't think it's gonna hit for them. I'm sure they'll take it away. They're testing it with certain people to take it away. But my point is Colin's right about like at any point in time, the answer is just to start putting out content. I believe in that. But I also think Oren's right in that like we happen to be in this moment where TikTok is eating everyone's lunch, like in a really weird way. And I'm not even someone who's addicted to social media. And I've realized today, I was like, I got to put a limit on TikTok because I'm going to sleep late because I'm just looking at TikTok in bed. And so what's happening, I think, is that every other network is like, how do we, we got to stop this right now. And so everyone's going to just start pushing uh, reach aggressively for shorts and and video content to try and compete with TikTok, and I think that's an amazing opportunity for the next twelve months or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. they're going to catapult that content in front of everyone. And if you look at like I, I counted it, Hermosi did like you could tell when he started taking it seriously, and he did five hundred and seventy reels since then, and just kind of took over. And he did this YouTube video about how he was spending seventy thousand dollars a month what? to can achieve you, that. Can you like go over? You've mentioned that once before. What like? What was he talking about in that 70 and how's he spending it? And yeah, so that's between him and his wife, between they shoot content multiple times a week, they edit that content and then reformat that content across like multiple, uh, you know, across all these different mediums, right? And I think that that's a, that number is more meant to be like a, like a YouTube, like we spend 70K a month on, like, I don't think you actually have to spend this month, but, but James right. and I sat down and broke it down and actually started shooting content last week. And we're like, first, we're first with the name of mode because you can't do anything without naming the mode you're in, you know, and we decided Dragon. it was more than Goblin Mode. You know, better than you know than monk mode. Uh, initially, we had proposed warlock, which was solid, but we settled on kraken. So kraken mode, uh, K R A K E N, as in unleash the kraken. The kraken. Uh, the it was it is going to be the, the video mode that uh, that goes out. We are going to have some sort of effects on the video where like giant tentacles like roll across the screen. Um, uh, Julie, can you put that in in post, please? Um, and uh, but yeah, but I think we had decided we were going to hit that. And but based on what he was saying there, it was like, all right, cool. If I record this video in two or three segments each week, where I'm going deep on a bunch of these contents, someone else edits it and chops it into these pieces, and we repurpose it online, and we're continuing to be there. There's a lot of exercises that come with that, deciding what your message is, what your niche is, and finding the content that works. But like, you can't not take advantage of this time. And uh, yeah, we're going to lean into that. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll check in weekly on just how Kraken Mode is going. And the answer is, I believe this week we both shot a bunch of videos and didn't edit any of them. So we will get that changed for uh, for this week. Workflow is hard. Workflow is everything. And uh, yeah, so I think yeah, I know we had uh, one one or two things left on here, but one of the one of the ones I think hit for uh, us this week, I think we should be we want to look at using recurrently on this pod was just like 
spaces we wish we could be building in. As you kind of guys have heard, we have a lot of projects happening, a lot of things that we're working on. So there's plenty of, I don't think there's time to take on a bunch of additional things, but I think all of us see opportunities coming all the time. And I know that a lot of listeners are actually looking for opportunities. Like I get tons of DMs that are like, what product should I build or what niche? How do I decide what to make? And I think uh, we all have tons of ideas, more than we can do. So we'd love to, uh, I don't know, just break down one or two of those. I know, Colin, you uh, you posted a tweet breaking down some of the things you wish you, you were building in, you know, what you got yeah, from the people, what should, what should they be doing? I'm trying to pull up that tweet, but the one that sticks out to me is that I can, that I can rant on no problem is the uh, productized accounting services. And so I think that, um, that was one of the ones that was brought up in the comments several times come to the tweet. And I think that at the surface level, this is basically, we're talking bookkeeping services, which is like, great. Nothing, nothing special there. But I think that there's a huge difference in what I'm talking about and a bookkeeping service. The, you know, the, at the surface level, it is just the packaging of it. You know, how, how it is sold, how it's thought about. But I think that bookkeeping services kind of are built on the back of, of the archaic uh, past of accounting. And what I'm talking about is really, uh, really about leveraging automation and modern software um, and, and really, really rigorous process to make the experience a business owner has with their books really concise, really consistent, and really predictable. And I, I genuinely don't think that anybody with an accounting background is really uh, has the DNA to to do what what I'm talking about in that regard. I think it's there. The, I mean, really, we're everybody's laughing, including myself. For, for anybody that can't see Except us, Mitchell, but Mitchell uh, Baldridge could do it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but, yeah. but, but, but really, Mitchell Collin, the beef is fucking real. I'm not going to lie. I've seen, I've seen all those guys tweet about each other. You know? But, but really, I, I think that if you are an accountant, like those people are so ingrained in their ways, like the textbooks in an accounting program right now in, in a, in a school are like, they're not talking about, about automation to read and pick up the bills and then create logic in the software to automatically code those and hit the right accounts. They're not. Yeah, and that's jobs. how it should work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. But like, like a PL is something that should more or less be live in a business if you're using the tools available to you. And every business in this country, every business on the planet gets closed within several days of the end of the month, hopefully. Right. And a sure. PL should be a live working document with the exception for. Uh, of depreciation and, and adjustments like this. And then obviously some cleanup, but really I should be able to look at a PL at the end of the day. Really, really, really somebody tell me otherwise I'll fight you. And so, so no, I completely agree. Look, you know, and yeah. you could, there's so many businesses within that as well. Like think of just the idea of like, yo, if I could just get someone who forces me on the phone every week for 15 minutes, they've already got all the credit card statements of all our shit in there. And it's just like, Hey, I pre-categorize this. You want to sanity check it? And then just Bro, like check it off. Yeah. Like how many yeah. entrepreneurs would kill for that? I'm, yeah. I'm angry because I'm now paying, an accountant six seventy five a month to basically do like bookkeeping and a little planning, and my hope was that like like I know it's in QBO already, right? <clears throat> I know that I know everything's there. Like I want somebody just to call me up just like that and be like, hey, let's look at what you're doing this month. Let's look at your P and L. Let's look at your income statement. Does this does this look right to you? And be like, are you happy here? That are the categories right? Also, did you mean to fucking pay for ClickFunnels and for Instapage? You know what I'm saying? Like any of these things, right? And just and by the right. way. As someone who, you know, Colin's at a public company, I've, I, you know, Orrin's been in, in the public company space before. I've played in the public company space before. I can tell you right now that I'm dealing with something, you know, we have what's called bump periods when you have audits, when you're submitting long-term audits, right? And a bump period is like the period between 
like the next quarterly audit, right? So the idea that like you're looking at, at, at financials quarter by quarter is just sheer insanity, right? And, and I think even- It's complete if, insanity. Yeah, and, and even at the small, and I've really played the small business acquisition space, like, I don't know, like I, why couldn't, again, like why couldn't you just have, you know, it totally live updated, right? These, these you know, everything. To, yeah. to and so, so this yeah. is a space that all of us, we would all be consumers of currently that none of us actually wants to go build, but like there is a hundred either automation tools or services businesses in there that if you were just like, hey, accounting that doesn't suck done by intelligent people who can evaluate your business and can take the least amount of time and pain from you every week or month, absolute fire idea without paying for a, like a cfo right because that's what is you know cfo yeah. controller i'm sure you guys have had it. i've had it before where like you're paying a cfo a controller like a, an accountant right a bookkeeper like yeah, yeah. Six but if people, that was 675 you know? a month and it didn't suck or if it was a thousand dollars a month and it just didn't suck i will pay like essentially with whatever amount for it just not to suck and totally. to be always right yep. totally 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 and uh, and i think you know we got grandiose for a second there but really to to wrap this up like 90% of every SMB out there has fucked up books. Sure. Period. They're all screwed. They're all toast. The only people that have decent books are maniacs or people that are preparing for an acquisition. And most of those people also have screwed up books and it's, it's just neglect and not, and then ultimately like not using, uh, not using modern tools to, to be in a better spot. So, and yeah. I, I, and I actually was part of a failed transaction years ago, I'll say it now, with Kanuka and a couple other businesses. And we were trying to take them all to the NASDAQ. And like that was just 18 months later, the audits couldn't get done. Right. And everyone was just like, screw it. You know, you're like a million dollars into paying bankers and lawyers. And 18 months later, everyone's like, screw this. Because when you, when you raise, we raised like 30 plus million dollars for this transaction, everyone's angry. Right. Cause they're like, I could have, when you, when you're allocating capital, you put it to the side to go somewhere. It can't go somewhere else. Right. Like, and so people, and this was, you know, up until six months ago, it was the greatest bull run in American history. Right. So like 18 months of your, of your money of $30 million sitting on the side, if you're an institution is like not cool. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, screw you guys. We're done. I'm not going to sit around anymore and, and wait for this. So I think also business owners don't recognize when they build things that like maybe one day it's going to become big. And that like, it's worth sort of keeping things in order because one day someone's going to come in and be like, uh, how many lunches did you have? Do you know what I mean? Like, the, you know what I mean? Like, like we used to have all these lunches at Cipriani. Like when I, with my old company, I was like, oh, well, maybe those Cipriani lunches were, <laughs> were not the greatest business expense. But um, I actually have, I have an idea of a space I'd love to be building and I just don't have the time, expertise or effort, um, the ability and Orin and I have talked about it a bunch, and I think I've, I've mentioned it in the group chat a little bit, but it's like, as apropos of us trying to go Kraken mode, is like, I wish so bad. And Hermosi has this, right? Hermosi has this. Cody has it. A bunch of people have it. I wish so bad. I could sit here for an hour a week. Someone could send me prompts, ideas, what's trending, pull apart my tweets, pull up things and say like, talk for an hour about these five things. Talk for an hour about these 10 things, right? Split it up over two hours. And then it went out to one person, an agency, and I'm sure there's a couple that are kind of doing this. They chopped it up and they format it to be TikTok safe, right? Because TikTok has different buttons in different places versus real safe versus where the buttons and reels are. And then not only edited it and formatted it correctly for each platform, but then also did the distribution of that for each platform as well. Because at scale, I think it becomes obscenely time consuming, right? And I would pay so, very, very good money for that. So content remixing agency. 
kind of yeah. Yeah. redistribution is the biggest opportunity of our like literal modern time and <laughs> like that's actually and what i'm doing with multiple businesses right now that i've just gone into like is like oh hey you have all these videos and things have only been on instagram you've never put on shorts you've never put on tiktok you've never put in your email blast you've never put in your website as blogs like we're just going to go through all that like don't shoot anything don't pay for anything new let's just go use all that until it's done and so many businesses are sitting on that are sitting on archives and hard drives of it that is like that they've already paid for and it just needs to be repurposed and like building agencies specifically for that and being like, yeah, we'll take care of making sure you have a roadmap to post that on LinkedIn for the next 19 months is like absolute slam dunk winner idea. Yep. And I think it's, you know, you just labeled it redistribution, but I think that all of these things need the context update for the different channels. So it really, yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Well, you have to take an it, edit, edit like, it for that and put it right, yeah, that. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, it's a lot deeper than just scheduling it obviously, but then yeah, for sure, well, you have to edit for the platforms and the formats that work and like adjust that over right. time and where it goes to the channel. Right. But like that is, that's the business is doing those things. Yeah. And I, so I'm I, I kind of, th I threw what I'm about to say at a dude uh, that you guys probably both know that's in the ghostwriting world in our world. Um, but Carl? obviously this is, this is, uh, we're talking about for video and whatnot, but you could do the same for, uh, for tweets and, and written stuff, right? Like I was, I was just thinking through this and, uh, I haven't done this, but if I wanted to hire a ghostwriter to write tweets for me, right, I could have this person like kind of learn a little bit about me and shoot in the dark, or I could have them listen to this podcast and what I'm saying. And then write me some concise tweets out of this podcast. And it's it's the exactly the same thing as what we're talking about with video and whatnot. It's way lower lift. And I would like, like realistically, I would do that tomorrow, largely because it's not actually ghost. Like it would totally. be actually my my stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, that's, yeah. that's like my entire website is just my threads written and expanded into full articles uh by renee shy renee you're doing great yeah. and then like and it's you know, it's like it's this is that that's a it, yeah. it's a business right like yeah yeah it's not and, it's not hard people should be building in that space and i think that people don't recognize you know one one of the reasons to to circle to connect this to the very intro of this is like what are we all working on what are our goals right i've i've, I've played a lot with the idea of a SaaS, um and i think that one of the reasons i'm starting to maybe possibly lean towards really putting the effort to do like an seo agency is because again, like I don't, the, the I mean, the easiest cash flow is services, right? And so, like, if we tie this into the audience thing, right? Like, I know friends with two thousand followers on Twitter that are doing well now. They're doing eight figures through their agencies, but will will tell me they'll get like seven figures of deal flow from their agencies, right? And so people are like, you know, because if you charge, you know, let's say you're a good media buying agency, and you're charging five percent retainer plus ten percent of ad spend. And you're and you're getting you know twenty great clients, right? You're you're billing one hundred one point two million a year in retainer fees, right? Before you're spending the ad spend, so I think that like there's major 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 opportunities. And when we talk about like sort of repurposing content here, like again, don't go after the people with no brand with no followers. Go after the people like me who are struggling to sort of do this because. If some, if I found the right agency who did the, everything we spoke about here correctly, I would pay them five thousand dollars a month, right? And by the way, are there twenty of me? Absolutely, there are, right? Yeah. And, and are there businesses that are way, way larger that if you had a professionalized team and approach would pay you forty thousand dollars? Like absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's that's a whole other pod. I love. We should definitely dive into that because I know the three of us have all sort of dabbled in. We dabble in like sort of the what we quote unquote money Twitter world is. And then we've also like really played in what is like just a totally different world where I think a lot of the people on Twitter don't see like 
you know, don't see that an engagement with a consulting firm could cost you $20 million, right? Or like, don't see that a, a, uh, a GLG or whatever, or what, GLL, GLG, can pay you $2,000 an hour for a phone call, you know what I mean? Because they're, because they're, you know, helping uh, Goldman Sachs, like look at underwriting a deal, right? And so it's like, to Oren's point, like, you know, $40,000 a month, $20,000 a month, whatever it is, making a million dollars a year in an agency on like a 50% margin or 4% margin is not rocket science. If you have a, if you have like at all any sort of following for it. Right. And so you'd stick with that for two years and you're good at it. Let's just go back to the cheaper $5,000 offer. Like from someone like me, like that is literally getting one client a month. That is literally getting one client a month for two years. That's 24 clients at $5,000 a pop. That's $120,000 a month. $20,000 is 12. That's 1.2 million plus 240, $1.44 million a year on a 50% margin. Thanks for bringing it. Thanks for that. <laughs> that Sorry. Ridiculous. That's all I, that's all I'm good at. Like off the back of my, off the top of my dome. My point is like that's 700, you know, 700 plus thousand dollars a year net into your pocket for, you know what I mean? Like for 20 clients, right? It's just not, it's not impossible. It's really, really, really not impossible. And like, I'm just positive that this would work. I'm positive. If someone wants to build this and come holler at me and give me a, a, a beautiful channel partner agreement, I'm right there. I'll go get you 20 clients, you know? And that's for me, one reason I think with the agency myself, with SEO, it's like, I know I can go with the 12,000 email subscribers and 66,000 followers. I know there's 20 clients in there, you know, for B2B SEO at four or $5,000 a month, you know, that it's just all of a sudden you're sitting on, you know, a million dollars a year in revenue. And why, why, why would I not? So anyway, I don't know where, where I'm going with that, but, um, Love it. those are some Run of the it. great opportunities. I think we see, I, I don't know if there's anything else really serious, Like, well, the most serious thing that Oren has here in the notes, we kind of dove into Mutalk a little bit, you know what I mean? I mean, um, Mutalk is more of like a state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> Way of life. yeah. Uh, it's the a ancient Buddhists used to say that, um, all right, sorry. Just... All right. <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me end with the story. So, uh, about the Mew, actually. So my dad raised raised falcons as a boy. True story. Sick. I thought I I thought I had a chicken Flex. coop until my dad came to look at the house before we had it. He was like, oh, that's a Mew. Anyway, he was up here this weekend. And I've been like Googling about, you know, raising falcons and, you know, baby falcons like 750 bucks. And I was like, I was like, Dad, what like how intense is raising a falcon? Um like, is this something I should look at, you know, from a hobby perspective or is it just too much? And he just looked at me and he said, I cried when my Falcon died and then changed the subject. RIP. And dude. for anyone who's ever met John Landforce, that man does not cry easily. You know? <laughs> much, much like his son or unlike his son. I don't really, I didn't want to go hard at the end of this. So I'm a crier. I'm a crier. No. <laughs> um, that's, dude, right. that's and, uh, and on that note, <laughs> on that note, uh, st- st- Stay rich, Falcon Twitter, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>